When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome to episode 192 of Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassion please for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home, Mike. We came up with a creative subject for today because uh, we didn't have such a fun time the last couple of games. And uh, What do you mean? You don't like losing by a touchdown, Detroit Lions. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Man, that was um, a lot of goals we gave up. Woo! Well, yeah, we gave up a touchdown. Thank, thankfully, Colorado is as bad as they are and porous as they are on defense that we were able to uh, keep it to a four-goal game. Uh, so we're, we are going to touch on that. We're going we're gonna to go back and, and take a look at what happened there. We'll have the conversation. If you guys uh, want to throw in the comments anything you want to discuss about those games, feel free. Uh, but we also want to talk about uh, the World Junior Red Wings. Uh, some of the guys that uh, not, not all of it's in stone, uh, we're going to talk about uh, the likes of Finland and Sweden that have their rosters up and running. Uh, Canada will mention uh, our couple of guys that are on their camp roster, and their camp runs until today, so they'll be announcing the official roster, I'm assuming, tomorrow. Uh, same, similar story for Team USA, but uh, we've still got some fun names to discuss there, and we'll kind of take a peek uh, at what's going on for all these teams. And... Um, also, we'll take a look at uh, the top 10. I, I was going to say the top 20 prospects heading into the next draft and uh, kind of have a little combo here on who to look out for. But uh, when I was putting together, at least with the rosters we have finalized, uh, I couldn't crack the top. <laughs> I couldn't crack the top. T- I couldn't get to number 11 with guys that made it to the World Juniors. So we'll be taking a look at at least what I have, uh, what we have confirmed so far. And uh, that's that's the top 20, according to Elite Prospects Consolidated Rankings, which, as I always tell you guys, is the best route to go. Because you can't put too much trust in any one prospect ranking. But you certainly can take 50 different prospect rankings, throw them into a machine, and poop out that note. That's certainly going to have some credence. Um, so we'll <laughs> take a look at that list, too. I think it'll be our first time uh, taking a look at this since uh, the season started. Um but yeah, Mike, uh, here we are. This could have come at a better break. time. Yeah, we, this uh, could have come at a better time, the juniors. Uh, because, uh, I don't know, the we were on vacation and suddenly the Red Wings are on a week-long vacation. Uh, they've, you know, <laughs> averaged about two goals a game and they've given up about six goals a game. Um, pretty, pretty awful <laughs> uh, viewing experience. Um, so luckily with the juniors coming around, again, this team, we don't care about the present as much um it's more about the future so i'm i'm kind of excited about a few guys that were sending over to the juniors there um i don't want to touch on our our boy on uh, the d line there a little edvinson action and uh i know fans of this show are really excited for uh the macho man savage oh yeah going to play for team usa so uh you know a couple a couple exciting pieces there um but man, I, I don't know if you wanted to start with juniors or you, you just want to talk about the the week long shellacking that we took against, uh, uh, you know, not necessarily the best that the NHL has to offer, but you know, marginally better teams than you know when we were beating the Islanders and the Kraken. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I, I do want to, I do want to talk about everything here, and I'm kind, I'm having it hard, Mike, because I didn't have the uh, the presentation ready that. I revealed last week, uh, StreamYard will let us uh, pop up a good old Google Slides presentation while we talk, so so I can actually organize our, our conversation <laughs> pieces here. Um, so I, I can cue that up right now. We can at least, uh, we'll have a couple of these up. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, when we talked about the two games coming up, um, I felt like I was apologetic when I said, I don't think we're winning either one of these games. We had to come up with the scenario that Nadelkovich had to play his nuts off. And um, we also had to stay out of the penalty box, which was certainly not the case uh, in St. Louis. So we just couldn't we couldn't stay out of it. And if you want to make the argument, you know, it's not like St. Louis just absolutely destroyed us uh, uh, in that regard in power play goals. It does certainly hurt a team to keep taking trips to the penalty box to try and build up some sort of momentum and, and get some chemistry moving uh, up and down the ice when when you're constantly trying to fight uh, from a penalty kill perspective, from a shorthanded perspective. Um, all right, we finally got some comments here. Silver 3344. Ned gave four over the two games and seemingly the exact same spot on the ice. Um, no, I think you're referring to specifically a shot coming from a specific point uh, on the ice is what you're saying. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm sure there's there's some cause to, of concern to take a look at that, but that would have to follow for the rest of the season. We, we don't want to pull anything from two games and say they figured out Nadelkovic. Um I still look at that Colorado game and for how unbelievably badly we were outshot and outchanced. Um, I did, I did point out and uh, in, in at least our notes here, Mike, um, that actually still came away with an okay game. Uh, I think I have the exact numbers and I can, I can read these off here in a second, but uh, for, for the two games uh, we were on the losing side for expected goals for the expected goals for percentage. Um, more so in the Colorado game. So St. Louis is almost a 50-50 game in regards to five-on-five five chances. Uh, for Colorado, though, we were at 35%. Uh, but this is this is where the point to be that Nedeljkovic still was not that bad. Uh, he had a positive goal saved above expected of 0.37. So is 0.37 a massive number? No. But the Red Wings were so porous defensively. <laughs> Terrible. That they put up so many chances that this mirrored how many goals Nadelkovich gave up. I mean, when you talk about a seven-goal game, you're not really expecting to see a goalie to have a goal saved above expected in the positive. You're just you're going to look at that, and your expectation should be that number would be in the negative. Like, of course, the goalie had a bad game. Of course, they gave up more goals than what was expected. But no, gave up less goals than what was expected. So Nadelkovich problem in the Colorado game, not in my book. Um, but I know where you're coming from there, Silver, and it, it's really more or less something to keep in mind. Um, if you have notation of exactly where those shots are, please throw them down in the chat. Um, Brad thrown in there, our scary moment of, uh, of the week. Uh, of course, while we were, oh somebody, yeah, Brad, uh, Lucas yeah. Raymond going down with the knee to knee. Um, <laughs> I mean, thankfully he came back. I, I don't know what would have been worse. Um, Honestly, uh, there there really couldn't have been a worse ending to that game if Lucas or Mo Sider ended up uh, with a long-term injury because now Sider scared us a couple of times so far this season by missing like the third period of a game from, from an injury. And then we see him skating the next day. You know, I'll take a huge uh, breath and, and, and relax and the anxiety uh, is released a little. Uh, with same story for Lucas, if, if there was any shot at him missing time, like uh, you and I just said, this is how you just started the episode. Uh, we got destroyed, um, and we're going to talk about the future because that's what's important. So what we don't want to find is uh, any of our young cats uh, falling behind uh, games-wise. Um, so, yeah. Mike, I'm yeah, talking a lot I mean, here. Uh, no, uh, I mean – literally these other teams are taking us out at the knee and um you know less less metaphorical when our our beloved rookie was out there taking a knee to the knee hit um it's uh it's tough right because you know we're, we're starting to really get a feel for this team um that we you know we knew going in this wasn't a stanley cup contender team um but it it really is um such a, a bipolar um experience um as a viewer we're at home you know, it looks like a, an engaged, um, energetic team that's there from, you know, the first whistle, the first drop of the puck, all the way to that final horn. And on the road, man, it is a wildly different story. Uh, <laughs> it's, I, I, get, I don't know if we're just coming to grips with this is what it's like to have a real 500 team, um, for them to have such a, a drastic split, um, where they do have a home record that 
you know, is up there with, you know, the best of the NHL. But, man, on the road, whew, um, I don't know if they I, – I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if they're just getting out. Like, we know that, you know, there are instances where are going to be, you know, the other team has more talent this season. Um, yeah. I, I think that a lot of us would take the second, third lines of Colorado over our lines. Um, but, man, just – if you're not buckled in for a shootout, whew, I, you know, the Red Wings are, they're able to do that with a couple teams, but man, this was uh this was a, a huge mismatch here, Matt. And uh, I think I'm, I'm glad to kind of look ahead, you know, with the schedule that we have coming forward um, and be yeah. happy to see some Islanders games on the way. Well, <laughs> a the, few... Yeah. I wanted to make too, just to, before we jump to the Islanders game that we did, we went two straight games of kind of just shooting how we wanted to fail um, a ton of goals. Cause the one side was uh, I, I would say it was actually bad goaltending in St. Louis uh, where I mentioned that goal saved above expected. We actually had a combined negative three between Greg and and uh, you jump to the Colorado game and um, whoops, you know, back up to the Colorado game on my slides here. And, and, and it went the other way, like I said, now, now Grice was awful both games, but it was Ned who kind of <laughs> made sure he put like a capper on there. Um, it was like, uh, yeah, salted the wounds for sure. Yeah. It didn't exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the game didn't turn around when he hit the ice. So, uh, when do we find that turnaround, uh, possible, uh, with the Islanders? So I, I got, cause if, uh, if you take a look at this, I mean, we could just take a look at the Islanders' record so far this season and know that this is uh, definitely an opportunity for us to turn things around. Um, but we match up pretty good. Uh, <laughs> we've we've got pretty similar stats going up. And uh, actually, Mike, I, you're going to have to forgive me here. Is this um, is this a home game or an away game? Uh, we have the this week. We have the Islanders at home. Um, was that Tuesday, uh, Thursday? We're back on the road for Carolina, and then so, we yeah, close I mean, out the week at home again against the Devils. So that's it, right there. Right? I mean, this this is a game where it looks like we have a better shot uh, to keep up, especially with the way the Islanders have played so far this season. Even with, uh, I, I guess, the five games uh, they've they've been above five hundred. I think in their last five, maybe now it's six games, but. Um, yeah, this is certainly a, a winnable game, and we're back home. So it'll be one of those things, Mike, where you bring up the most uh, – I, I think it's the best point anybody's brought up so far this season, is that when you're a 500 team, sometimes you look a 500 team. <laughs> and you look really good sometimes. You look like you could compete with anybody, and then other times you look like you are very far away. And uh, it's it's kind of just by the end of the season we'll – the final, you know, we'll, we'll be able to make that assessment uh, of of who we we are. And right now, week by week, it kind of feels like, oh my God, now we are on this crappy. Of course, fans, we get as high as possible. Some streak. Oh. Yeah, we're lo- yeah. I don't know if we're losing your um, like your feed just a little bit, um, but. Uh... Was just going to point out to you know I'm, I'm glad this week is is kind of behind us. This is a really rough week. Um, you know we we know that St. Louis you know kind of had this game circled. Um, we know Colorado is a offensive buzz buzzsaw, which is definitely the kryptonite for the the Red Wings. Who even as they had that you know kind of hot start, um, they were behind the eight ball in terms of like goal differential, which you know at the end of the season usually you know a pretty good indicator of a team that's you know winning a lot of games. Um, and after this week. You know, Red Wings are really kind of falling off the map there. So they're, you know, still above 500, but that goal differential is, whoo, uh, kind of a cellar dweller uh, team. It's it's at negative 18 here uh, through 28 games. So uh, you know, you you as a 500 club, I think you'd expect that to be a little bit closer to zero, you know, plus or minus. But man, negative 18 is uh, not not good. <laughs> Let me, but yeah, I mean, we're playing the Islanders. We're pretty evenly matched, and this is a home game. So this is one that, uh, you know, you, you hope they can kind of end that end that streak and, you know, I, I won't even call it end the losing streak. Uh, let's have a competitive game streak. Uh, let's start that again because this is – it's been a rough Red Wing week here. 
this this one should at least get into the third period and we should still ching, but let me know if yeah. my audio starts cutting out again. Uh, Silver put out there, uh, would it be fair to say Hironic has been underwhelming and weak physically? He's been on my number one uh, SHIT list for expectations versus execution. Uh, what are your thoughts? I mean, for him to be number one on my list, I, I don't... I don't know if I could put them there. Um, I think I like to put number one on my list are the guys I can't wait for their contracts to be up. I see no future. <laughs> and um, uh, I, I, I just, you know, like I'm done. I'm done waiting. And I, you know, I'm ready for them to either be traded or, or just that contract to be up. Heronic doesn't seem to be like a guy you want to put on that list to, uh, to give up on. So he's not number one on my list, but I don't know if there's anybody... When, when you look at these teams, you could play either the eyeball test or the analytics test. There aren't a lot of guys, save for that first line, Philip Sedina and Mo Sider, that have played consistently well. Uh, you throw a in there, too. Uh, so I, there's really nobody on this team that's safe from movement. Uh, besides those that we mentioned, and even one of the guys that we barely mentioned in the last episode that, um, you know, has been out for the last 10 days, also isn't really on the top of my list for hanging around. Like, those are the things that that get to me. Uh, for a young guy who's definitely still learning and has some room to grow, I, I would say frustration should be high, but I, I don't want to put him on a poop list. I don't want to put Heronic near that. I, I think it's easy that this has been his least, this has been his worst season. So, yeah, and I don't, I don't want to talk about production, about getting pucks out of the zone, not turning it over, and playing a clean game, game that way. This is his season, but I'm not ready to write anybody in Heronic zone off, uh, especially team is and. Um, I think it stinks to see a guy barely his bull has taken a step back. You're far and away is our number one on this team. He plays the minutes that say so. He plays on all the that say so. So to play that game of oh man, what would Heronic look like? I don't know if we can say this is what he looks this is what he's looked like so far, but I, I think there's still room for this team to improve around him. And I don't know if there's enough talent around Heronic for him to still be learning the way we want him to learn. Um, if that makes sense, like enough veteran leadership around here of highly skilled veteran leadership for him to go. All right. That's how, that's how I play where I think we're just lucky with Mo Sider, where it's just, it just looks like the gift is there, the hockey smarts, the awareness, and just the God-given ability to play the sport. Like, that that seems to just be there no matter what happens with Cider. I think we got long. With Heronic, I don't, yeah, I don't I, want I think um sour on, on him. I think what maybe Silver was getting at is, is something that you and I have talked about where um, it's just kind of more about, like, like, frustration, I'd say. And, you know, kind of like being a dad, just a little disappointed because – it kind of felt like incredibly um, our our beloved Mark Stahl, um, assistant captain, did make positive contributions. Um, it felt like, you know, Nick Letty was, was going to be, you know, a win-now player, as Iserman labeled him. Um, Mo Sider came out of nowhere. Um, now he's, you know, arguably going to be rookie of the year unless, you know, his teammate um, takes the crown. So I think we kind of looked at Hronik and said, man, this should be a guy, you know, he's, he's been a productive, you know, point scorer as a defenseman. Um, we kind of feel like he's, you know, he's got some experience at the NHL level. We feel he's pretty adept. So I think you kind of expected him to play like a top pairing defenseman and, you know, to kind of be on the coattails of what you're saying, he's, kind of played like a second line guy and it's 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 a, just a little disappointing because I think we expect a little bit more out of him as he's you know getting older and he's kind of used to this team used to this system um he gets you know power play opportunities um you know they they do try to throw him out there on the penalty kill um he has a lot of responsibilities he's a former you know leader in minutes on this team and 
I guess to just to see him, you know, where he's at now, like clearly down the pecking order, it it is disappointing. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't totally be, um, you know, saying he's number one on the shit list, um, but I I think he's definitely on the number one kind of. Gee shucks, I'm kind of disappointed in you, kid. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I would still maybe give, you know. Maybe maybe Rasmussen um, the shit list um, that that dubious honor, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah no I, I think I'm with Silver that you know it is a little frustrating to see where Heronik's at based on you know how how well he should know this system and the experience that he does have on this team and I, I think you kind of wish that Cider wasn't such an integral part of our success here in his rookie season where we need him to not just be the top pairing defenseman but our number yeah. one defenseman. Um, you kind of wish that Hirone could take some of those responsibilities, uh, maybe let Mo, you know, kind of hone some skills, you know, learn some new things instead of, you know, being thrown directly into the fire against the top, <laughs> the top opponents, uh, first line every game. So it's, it's just kind of tough because I thought we could rely on him a little bit more, but instead, my God, do we need Mo Sider to be excellent. <laughs> no, and I, I mean, you you make great points, and I'm still with you there on the frustration level. I, again, I I think I was just hanging uh, the number one seed, uh, but I, I definitely have a large group that are tied <laughs> for like anybody beyond that first line, uh, and you know, and then I have a special slot <clears throat> for Toothless Tyler. All right. Um, Performance art does throw in an, an interesting little ditty here. Uh, he, he'd like to see Heronic if I could get these comments to work. I think they're not working because my connection's so terrible right now. Um, but uh, he says he'd make a better forward than defenseman. So a little, little interesting spot there. Oh, there's. Um, all right, let's get this off. Uh, let's get this off the screen. There's the kitty cat. Is he the yeah, one? Uh, is he chewing on? Chewing on your Wi-Fi because yeah, he's, he's chewing on the cable over here. Yeah, is mine going in and out too? Uh, it's probably just me because I I have this I I do have the notation up at the top of my my Wi-Fi set. It's all three bars on my laptop, and then Streamyard is like, nope, it's only it's only one bar. So I I don't know what's going on here, but uh, we're we're struggling. So we're not going to keep this episode going too much longer because this is <laughs> the last Let's, thing I want to uh... do is. Is Let's download the this? The la- yeah, the last thing I want to do is download this and then find out nothing will work. So, is it time to go? <laughs> go for it. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. So even as a Lion fan, even we managed to score a point. <laughs> if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score. With promo code THPN, this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One for customer restrictions. Apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's do it. Um, yeah, I know um, you had a list. Oh, yeah. Let's uh, talk Red Wings. Yeah, Red Wings in the World Juniors so far. Like I mentioned, we have we have Sweden and Finland are, are good to go. I think uh, I think we're going to lose. Uh, they're going to be uh, finishing up their camp tomorrow, as I just read on or, sorry, finishing it up today. Uh, so they should be making an announcement shortly for their final rosters. Um and uh, we do we do have a couple of guys that we get to say are officially heading to the World Juniors um, that are on the on the Red Wings. And I thought we'd take a look at a couple of guys ion at the World Juniors because uh, they could be a Detroit Red Wing after the upcoming draft. So uh, first up, Sweden. Uh, this is where I kind of was like, all right, let's 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 get this out of the way today so we don't get too negative in the episode. But 
Sweden's World Junior uh, roster. We ha- we do have uh, Simon Edmondson, which I think is not a surprise in the least. Uh, and then uh, Teddy Niederbach, who uh, apparently I'm the only one who likes to call him Teddy. Of course, uh, for obvious name. Yep, little Teddy boy. I, I got corrected by some folks from Sweden that said nobody here in Sweden is ever called Teddy. Uh, they're called Theo. So I was like, <laughs> "All right, I'm sorry. I called him Teddy. I uh, <laughs> I never thought I'd be corrected on a nickname, but here we are. But yeah, those are our two wingdings going in. Um, I think uh, a few folks were disappointed not to see uh, Liam Dower Nilsson, who. Um, you know, from, from the scouting department, uh, somebody that they were really high on, super happy that they, they lucked out and grabbed him as late as they did. Uh, but then William Wallander, who was our second round pick, uh, last season, uh, also not making the team and, uh, both that, or I, I should say probably leaning more towards Wallander, uh, having, having better seasons, uh, just kind of seemed like Nilsson would, would fit in at the age, uh, bracket that he's in. And, and some of the guys on this team, at least uh, from uh, who's our who's our boy Scott from uh, the Athletic, uh, was leading us on a little bit and uh, and let us know that there was a great chance that Nilsson wasn't only going to make the team uh, but could be on the third line and centering it. So I, I was super excited to see this roster. Um, definitely not bummed to see Edmondson and Niederbach, uh, but yeah, there there are a couple of names I think Red Wings wanted to see on this roster. And it's fine. Uh, they'll continue to play in on their home. We'll see them put up production there. Probably uh, see some of their production uh, go up. Uh, the, like the like of uh, Elmer Soderblom when he started getting more time with Frolanda, it just skyrocketed. So, um, and of course, he's not on this because this is the under twenty tournament. But uh, yeah, I, I'd say this is still a thumbs up. Still feels good. Got uh, you got Edmondson. You got Niederbach. Could you ask for absolutely? No, no. <laughs> got it. Well, um, uh, yeah, I, I I don't know how old uh, Dowernell is. I, I'm I'm assuming he's not going to break twenty in my head. Uh, he's in the seventeen eighteen range, so he's got one more year to do it, and um, it's it's fine. It hurts a little bit, especially the Wallander one. I think that one probably hurts a little bit more because we've been, you know, what are we? only Red Wings prospects. So Wallander is looking really good. Um, he's really in the puck well. I mean, you guys can go back to our prospect episode and, and kind of see what was going on there for, from Wallander's uh, perspective. And uh, production was kicking up a ton, uh, especially after like the first 10 games of the season. And um, yeah, I think beyond that, it was just the eyeball test. Like everything you wanted to see from Wallander started to click. Like the, the things that you would have drafted him for or how you were producing over in Sweden. So yeah, definitely a bummer, but here we are. Yeah. And, um, I'd say too, one, uh, one kind of exciting thing is, um, the NHL network is really getting behind this tournament. Um, so they're kind of patting themselves on the back here that this is going to be your, this is the time you could actually watch the entire world junior tournament. Um, so, uh, you know, when the, looks like when that, um, Championship is is right around Christmas. Um, you know they're going to have all the TV rights. Um, so I just I happened to find my cable provider was on there. Um, so if you do get NHL Network, woo! Um, and there's Red Wing Road games. Uh, you can turn this on. Um, yeah. Kind of watch all these games. So a little, little, little void filler there um, while you're <laughs> you know waiting for the Red Wings to uh, be a competent road team. Yeah, it'll be um, uh, December twenty sixth through. Yeah, there's like exhibition play, I think, for like a week. Um, doesn't look like that's quite televised. You'll be able to get like highlights on YouTube and stuff like that. Um, Can you hear me? But, I, I think I sent oh, out you for skipped, a second there. Yeah, you skipped out for a second. Yeah, um, December 26th to January 5th. It does. Just uh, just throwing this out there. It does look like there's like Switzerland, Slovakia, uh, Germany, Finland, Russia, US on Friday, December 25th. Um, oh. So that is not the exhibition play. So it looks like uh, Christmas and forward. Um, you can watch that. Um, huh. Well, we got a IIHF website and throw them a comment. I'm, look, I'm looking right at the NHL Network patting themselves on the back. They put they printed out like a whole schedule. Um, we'll yeah. probably try and find a way to share that too. All right. Uh, here we go for Finland. Emil Vero. Uh, of course, we got to watch him last year. Uh, 
playing in the same tournament. I, I actually remember thinking um, that I, I guess I, I, I wasn't as excited for Vero until I saw him in this tournament and saw him move in the puck. Um, this is kind of funny. I just noticed uh, Eric is, is in the chat. Uh, <laughs> Canada and U.S. are up next, Eric. So just hang on there. Vero on uh, Team Finland. Um, yeah, I, I for this one, it, it's all gravy. This this feels good. Um, like I mentioned, I, I thought he was a standout in that tournament last year. I thought this was one that really changed my opinion on one of our prospects where I guess I didn't have him as high on my list. But uh, again, the way he performed and two weeks yeah, ago. I'm excited to, um, yeah, I'm excited to see Emil, but I also want to see uh, uh, what was my alternate first round pick if we didn't get Kosa, because um, Atu Rati should be playing as well. Um, well, the Islander draft pick, who was, uh, had one one great uh, you know amateur season, and then he kind of petered out for two years, and now we're just you know wondering if he's ever going to actually make it. So I'm, I'm kind of pumped to watch him play for Finland, too. Yeah, that, that'll be a fun one. And, and one of the names uh, we could just point out now that'll be on the list of... Um you know, the, the top 10 prospects in this upcoming draft uh, that are playing in this tournament. Uh, Brad Lambert, also here. You know, Mike, fun fact, who I drafted in the uh, hockey game Oh, when I got my shot. That's right. You wow. take the first season, you get a good draft pick, and you, you pick up Brad Lambert. Love it, man. <laughs> now, the NHL game um, put him down as a potential franchise player, where I think uh, where he was in the top three, uh, from the consolidated uh, list from elite prospects, maybe a year ago, he's now uh, dropping in the list and, and considerable drop. Uh, can, uh, since uh, he's he's probably in some lists now in in like top twenties. Uh, so does he's does the video game bit. does the video game still uh, recognize Shane Wright? Absolutely. Yeah, we'll get to him in a second too. All right, um, cool. But yeah, this is uh, this is one where if Brad Lambert wants to jump back up on the list, and again he'll be in our list in, in a couple of slides here. Um, this is his opportunity. This is where you kind of nail it, right? This is where you become a, uh, a top three draft pick is is this tournament. Um, so moving right along for the wing dingies, uh, very small here. I do apologize. Oh, and it looks like Coast is blocked on the top here, but this is Canada's uh, camp roster. So again, they're going to be making their selections uh, now that camp ends today. But uh, invited from the Red Prospect list is Kosa and Donovan Sabrango. Um, now, I have no notes of what's going on in regards to their camp, but um, should be should be interesting to uh, to see what what happens with Kosa because we know playing his nuts off for the Edmonton Oil Kings. Um, so if if that continued in camp, of course, Kosa will continue to roll. And we know with Donovan Sobrango, um, he's one of the few guys that's getting minor league hockey experience as opposed to other players getting junior uh, junior experience or uh, college experience. So Sobrango's seeing adults, and I think that should play well for him. But also when you look at the type of player Sobrango is, um, you'd really have to be filling out this roster to be more strategic where you want to have uh, not just like a bruiser type, but, uh, you know, a stronger defensive type defenseman. And, you know, Canada is going to have a lot of talent to choose from, and I don't want to take anything away from Sabrango. I'd be so happy if he made it. I just am preparing myself for the worst that they're going to go, you know, elite level scoring from offense and defense. It's just what I expect from Canada because they are always able to do it. Uh, but like I said, if they go with Sabrango, that means that they're really trying to tighten things up and win this from uh, not only high skill, but also a strategic perspective. So um, if they do bring him aboard. I will say, yeah, even if he's, you know, a late cut, you know, and they end up putting a team together by height, um, Sabrango won't <laughs> make it. But Sebastian Costa will be the top goaltender for Team Canada. It's very exciting for that. <laughs> Uh, so moving right along, uh, Mike, USA Hockey Ooh, is a horrible yeah. table. So all I could show you here are the forwards for anybody that wanted to see uh, the full list here. Uh, but Carter Mazur playing for the University of Denver right now. And Mike, your boy. Go ahead. Macho man, Red Savage. Yeah. It's going to be forming <laughs> the mega power, the mega power. That's right, mega powers. Yeah, Carter Mazur. 
Yeah, so. Carter being the uh, third round pick for the Red Wings, and Red being the uh, fourth round pick, both coming in uh, this past year's Holy draft. Holy shit! This is uh, Team uh, University of M. Uh, we got a lot of Wolverines. We got a lot of what's the Minnesota mascot? Are they the Badgers? Uh, gopher. The Gophers. Gophers. Golden yeah. Gophers. Right. Yeah. Right. There we go. Uh, yeah, a lot of That's, Michigan uh, boys Wisconsin. in here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we got all these weasel-shaped animals in the Midwest. I don't know. It's not intimidating at all. It doesn't make any sense. Um, no. Anyway, yeah. So um, Silver pointing out uh, the. I think we're, we're he's a growing boy. Kosa. Silver, he's a growing boy. Yeah. <laughs> he's seven Never one stopped. in skates. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this one this one feels pretty good. Uh, Carter Mazer, Red Savage. I feel like Red gets more of the attention because he's got the amazing name. Uh, but Carter, like we mentioned in the prospect episode, played pretty well. So I, I think these are both uh, going to be good picks for Team USA, and it feels good. Uh, if you need a reason to to cheer for Team USA, if you are you know actually in the states, I know we have a lot of Canadian Red Wings fans that watch the show. But uh, if you need an extra reason, if you are in the states to root for the U.S. Uh, the World Juniors, here you go. Uh, it'd be fun to watch Carter and Red in there, um, especially Red. Jesus, <laughs> I, I just want to see that name. On the back of a jersey, and I want to, see, I want to see if he's actually going to tear somebody up. But um, so we know he does have a lot of stick handling skill. So <laughs> I'm pretty, he'll just be uh, ripping people up, uh, dipsy doodle in between. Legs. I don't know. So that's, I don't know that's if there's just a, a dearth of American talent, but he's. I think he's one of only two fourth round picks to be like invited. Yeah, actually, I, I see was... a, I see a seventh rounder peppered in there. I see a fifth rounder, but fourth rounders, he's one of like two. So good, you, good for you, Red. I would point out, uh, in regards to the dearth of talent, um, that there might not be a ton because of how low they are in the draft. And uh, all the defensemen are already drafted. Um, and you don't have a lot of 2022, 20, 2023 20, eligible players like we saw on the Canadian roster, who they do have Connor Bedard, who's not even eligible to be drafted this upcoming year. And then he's just that, he's just that damn good. And he's one of the few uh, U18 30 players uh that has turned in uh, a doubled uh point total per game uh, uh can I ask only you the first question? player in canadian history to do that along with connor mcdavid and jonathan tapes uh but yeah go ahead uh do you have the defenseman the list for that for usa yeah i was just uh as long as i'm going on and on about the mega powers yeah um is owen powers gonna be there uh, my we're gonna get a taste there. Owen Power, sorry. Isn't my man Canadian? Uh, yeah, he's not Canadian. Oh, my, apo uh, my apologies. No, it's okay. I was thinking he's of you, man. That's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. What no, it, that makes sense. Um, I, I didn't pull it like I said because they had this horrible table that I couldn't shrink anymore, so that's why I only pulled the forwards. No Red Wings on the def defense or uh, or the goalies, so that's why I uh, stuck uh, stuck with the forwards there. I can pull that up in a minute if you want. I'm, this is great podcasting. <laughs> sure is. That's how you. Everybody likes to see how the sausage is made. Um. Anyway, sorry, man. Um. Is that, oh, yeah. uh, Owen, Owen's in yeah. there. So you you've just got him uh, jumping across the border up north. Um. All right. So here's the last thing I wanted to talk about was was everybody here on the uh, 2022 consolidated list from Elite Prospects. So we're looking at our top ten guys that uh, will be uh, confirmed in the junior tournament. Um, there's only one I think I need to point out here in this top 10 who's actually not circled. The way I have these yellow boxes, it looks like he is, is Maddie Savoy of the Winnipeg Ice. And, uh, oh, you know what? And also playing in Liga, number six there on the list, uh, Uri Slavkovsky. Um, now, I can't make a comment as to why they're not on these lists. They could just be too young. Uh, but here's here's everyone you just have to keep an eye out for. So playing for uh, Canada, Shane Wright, right? He's, he's projected to be the number one pick. Uh, and as horrible as it is that everybody is starting to say he's going to be a bust number one pick, uh, he's there anyway. He's he's listed as number one. Mike. Um, Fickle. It's it's one of those things where if uh, on the on the hockey news, if you if you've been taking a look at how they've described his game, it's gone from the high skilled Connor McDavid game to being closer to Jonathan Taves. Now Taves is not 
not skilled. But when you talk about Jonathan Taves, everybody wants to talk about his leadership and his presence in the room first. Uh, and then they talk about how what comes along with that is a highly skilled center. So uh, Shane Wright, nothing against being compared to Jonathan Taves. But I think, Mike, if you had to pick who's going to score a goal for you uh, at any point in any hockey game and you had to pick between Taves and Connor McDavid, I would most certainly pick Connor McDavid. So those comparisons have all but disappeared uh, for Mr. Shane Wright. Doesn't mean he's going to be a bad draft pick, in my opinion, but that's at least for the people who are smarter than me because they do the scouting all the time. That's where they're leading. That's where they're heading. That is possible, Mike, that Shane Wright will become a Detroit Red Wing because he falls down the draft list. Uh, I got to so say, I what a got to throw that out there. What an unenviable position. Um, like to, to be that Red Wing draft pick here in the oh. next season. And I I'm thought not you just... meant to be forecasted to be the number one pick for like five years. Oh, in the bottom <laughs> out. No, no, no. And I, I just mean like we are going to be so spoiled where basically, you know, we, we almost got Lucas and Bo Sider immediately. They, they kind of had one season of minor league hockey and then they were called up and were immediately, it could arguably both be all-stars right now. And now, you know, if we end up getting Shane Wright, we're going to be like, well, I think you know where the bar is. There's Lucas Raymond over there. He's leading the league in points. So uh, what do you got for us, Shane? So I just, even if we do end up getting that guy, I, I hope that Red Wing fans are kind of buckled in that usually it takes, you know, a couple seasons. This is this is pretty rare territory. Um, mm -hmm. Especially not with one of those guys, let alone two of them, two of them um, yeah, you know, essentially asked. panning out so quickly. Ask the Rangers how that's uh, worked out for him. <laughs> yeah, how's Lafreniere doing? Does he have a goal Capo, this season? Right, and, and Capocaco, both, uh, you know, I, and it's funny. Like, the Rangers are doing pretty good from, uh, you know, the win-loss perspective, but uh, they'd, be, they'd be an absolute buzzsaw if those guys were playing. If they were ready. Where yeah. we think they would be. All right, um, but anyway, yeah, you've got uh, Shane Wright for Canada, uh, Danila Yurov of uh, Russia, Joachim Kennel of Finland. I'm sure that I said that wrong. Simon Nemich from Slovakia. Uh, so I guess, yeah, I'm just calling out the countries to make sure that you guys are watching the right teams play. Uh, Logan Cooley is uh, on Team USA. Uh, previously mentioned Brad Lambert for Finland. And uh, Ivan Mira Schnenko. Schnenko. I'm sure it's quicker. It's probably like Mirishninko. Uh, Mirishninko. Wow. Yes. yes thank you. Mirishninko. It, it is a couple of schnishes in there. Um, yeah. <laughs> for Russia, if you didn't uh, put that guess in there, if you're listening. I like that podcast, name. It's kind of like watching. starting a lawnmower because you had to do it one more poll. Mirishninko. You know, run, 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 run. Sorry. I will tell you right now, I guarantee he will be the, um, like if the Red Wings end up getting a top five pick and you can see where he's kind of, you know, right now he's number nine on the consolidated picks here. I guarantee he will be everybody's favorite pick uh, for the Red Wings to draft. Uh, my boy Brad Lambert, I think, will fall out. I think uh, he'll be the one that I enjoy playing with in the NHL game. But you can see right here on the list here. I mean, uh, projected to be a top 10 pick so far in Liga, six points in 24 games. Is that expected for a guy that young playing with men? Yeah. Sure. It's rough. It's hard. We saw what happened with Lucas Raymond. Uh, it didn't go spectacularly. He had more points per game when he was that old. Uh, but it's just one of those things. But is it exciting to look at six points in 24 games? No, not in any way, shape, or form. He is a big boy. Uh, if you go and look at Lambert's um, his rundown, you know, we use the word rundown here. We all, we're all familiar with The Office. Um, most recent comparison, Mike, our boy. Yeah. D-Boss. That's right. Mm. Dylan Larkin is now. Uh, so do we need two Dylan Larkins? Would might might be another reason to not draft Brad Lambert. I gotta <laughs> say, um, as far as like draft picks go, I, I don't I don't feel good about the Red Wings picking uh Mir shit Mirishnitch Mirishink show. Mirishink show. Uh because Steve has done a really good job of getting guys with like only two or three syllables per name. We're looking at Ernie, Fabry, Gagne, Larkin. Raymond, Rowney, Smith, Stevens, Suter, 
We don't have room for Amir Shashinko. I don't think we have enough letters uh, for the guys making the jerseys, Matt. Don't feel good about him getting picked. Matt, I think that's where Lambert smells like a Red Wing draft pick, just with the two syllables in his name. I'm moving at lightning speed right now to try and pull up the elite prospects pronunciation. Uh, Shane Wright also smells whoa. like a Red Wing. He has a, a very Mirish, easy name. Mirishnichnika. Mirishnichnika. Mir- I can't do it. I, I should just pull this up. It sounds like a real pet name for like a pen pal in Russia. Oh, that's my little Mirishnichnika. You know. Oh, that's cute. Oh, wait. Did you hear that? No, it did not go through. Did you oh, play an audio not... clip? No, yeah, I played it just for me though. The way that you just said that, I thought that you heard what I just. Oh, Mira Shashinka. Yeah, Mira let me Shishinka? let me pull this up. Uh, right. Let's share. Let's share audio. This is for everyone. Mike, you give me the thumbs up, or just tell me you can hear this. <laughs> oh. Did you get that? No, we did not. No. No. Oh, we did that's because I, I didn't share it. Man, I'm such a dumb dumb. All right, here we go. Ivan Mirashnichenko. Whoa, no way we're going to learn how to pronounce that. Yeah. Mirashnichenko. 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 Um, I can't do it. Ivan Mirashnichenko. Mirashnichenko. Oh my God, I hope you guys are trying at home right now. This is the most difficult name I've ever had to... I mean, this is this is too, Mike, for all the people that tell us we mispronounce names. Um... You know, I mean, Stutzla, Stutzla, Stutzla. We kind of had that one. Yeah. Mirashnichenko. There's extra letters that guy's throwing Ivan in there. Mirashnichenko. Mirashnichenko. I feel like we need... Ivan Mirashnichenko. Mirashnichenko. We need, like, we need, like, Jan, you know, who works for Delta Airlines, you know, and she's in customer service to learn how to say this name and say it for Ivan me. Mirashnichenko. I just, I can't, it does, the letters don't add up. It's not I think Mirishnishnika. But there, he's, there's like an R in there that he's saying. There's an extra R. He's got like a Mirishnishnika. See, Silver threw this out there, but that is not, that is not what I hear. Yeah, he's throwing it here. Yeah, it's like, Shinchenska is what it sounds like at the end. I, I, I hear you, Silver. That's what I want to say. That's not what I hear. All right, this is a silly game. Uh, Mike, I think, <laughs> I hope we all learned something. Um, I really hope we don't draft him. We're going to have to master that name. Oh, my God. I, I mean, at that Never point, it's just Miro, right? Yeah, we're calling him Miro from AEW, I think. That's Hell that's yeah. the only route I'm taking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Miro from, <laughs> I, will, I, will only, I will only refer to him as Miro uh, going forward. Uh, I'm sorry, Ivan, Ivan. I, oh shoot! We didn't even. I didn't even pay attention to that part. <laughs> Did he prefer? I think it was Ivan. Okay. All right. So I got to wrap up here. Uh, I I do apologize. I can't get that name right. I just I don't know how many times we just play that, and I feel like my brain can't keep up with it. Uh, but uh, that is. Uh, let's wrap that up. That's our juniors uh, making it for the Red, the Red Wings, and of course uh, our guys uh, that we we hope you guys are going to pay attention to because uh, they could end up. I mean, we're, right? We went through like eight out of those top ten names are going to be in the junior tournament. So you got to figure one of those guys is going to be a Red Wing uh, after the twenty twenty two draft. So there you go, Mike. Anything else uh, before we wrap up? We talked about a possible win against the Islanders. I um, I will say I honestly thought we were going to lose to St. Louis and. Um, and Colorado, and I, I was apologetic I, yeah. in saying so, but I do feel like we're going to beat the Islanders. So uh, I'll, I'll throw that out there. Yeah, I did. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm really a prognosticator with uh, the matchup, but I did predict loss, loss, and uh, that name is going to break autocorrect. Thank you, Jared. Jared coming I, in with the comment <laughs> of the show. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, man, we got no shot on that one. He better really embrace that Miro nickname. Uh, which will quickly turn back into Rusev and then Rusev Day. So really, really pulling for <laughs> Internish Nikhtarnev. Um, yeah, I'm glad this rough week is over. I'm glad we had a new fresh week with a couple of poo-poo teams on the horizon. We can kind of get that 500 record, just keep that going. Um, and then we're going to be walking into that junior tournament, Matt. NHL Network. Finally, making, making me feel good about that expenditure. So very excited for that. <laughs> and of course, uh, when we see you guys on Wednesday, we'll be celebrating the Islanders win. And then uh, what'd you say, Mike? Then we're going to Carolina to face the, uh, 
Those Tony vile hurricanes. Oh, yeah. And then the Devils. I, I can't. Close up I can't. I used to love the Hurricanes. I just can't do it anymore. Too many bad signings in the offseason. Um, all right. <clears throat> Mike. Oh, Jared Shaw throwing out there. Random WWE reference for the three people that will get it. <laughs> That's right. That's how we roll. Um, let's say laughing in the sunset. Hopefully, uh, when I download all this audio, it actually works. It's be a great podcast for anybody that's listening to this point and only got half the words. So I appreciate your audio that. has not been crisper than it is right now, Matt, as we close out the show. <laughs> it's fucking great. Um, all right. Well, for I guess now's the time to do it. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. You guys will see more. You'll have more fun of us trying to pronounce names. We apologize that we can't get right, but uh, we gave it our best shot. And uh, <laughs> more Red Wings coverage coming up. And uh, uh, to do the best uh, or, or the most good is how I usually put it for the podcast. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, that review would be uh, it does kicks up our numbers. Uh, and I, I tell you this right now: we get a hundred extra listeners every time somebody sends in a review. So if you guys do have a minute, uh, we would love those hundred extra listeners. So please throw a review down for us. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. But for everybody tuning in on YouTube, uh, we love you too. And uh, don't forget to go to the Mitchell Stevens episode. For all of our YouTube viewers, throw in who you want our next uh, pro, pro, pro bio profile bio player episode. Throw yeah, in who you bio. want. Yeah. Um, I am selecting. I am not doing a random selection here. I am picking uh, the name I want to do. And when I pick your name, uh, you do get a $25 gift card to the Ooh. NHL shop until I can find a partner here in Detroit that wants uh, your money and wants uh, our money. Uh, so... Yeah, so until we get that partner, we're doing NHL shop. Uh, so there you have it. All right, but uh, you guys will win on that one if uh, you just head on over to the Mitchell Stevens episode and throw in who you want us to do. Uh, and I'll be picking that, uh, let's just say, closer to the start of the year. You'll know. If you win, you know, and then you'll see the episode come out. And then you also said that name, and you'll be like, hey, where's my $25 gift card? And I'll be like, sorry, somebody else said it first. So, I mean, at this point, if you haven't thrown one in there, just say a random name. Because you you want to have a name and also don't repeat a name because I'm gonna pick the person who said it first. So if I were you, <laughs> I would put in an early bid for Ivan Miroshnishnenko. That's not gonna work, but uh, give it a shot. We're gonna profile his name and origin. Can't wait for that. We're gonna <laughs> I go love through a long people... line of Miroshnishnenkos. I can't I wait. Love how many people have signed off because we're doing the wrap up here and <laughs> we just can't. Still I can't going. Hit, I can't hit end broadcast. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you guys uh, on Wednesday. Miro Schnitch. Mir Miro. Happy Miro Schnitch Day. Yay. <laughs> <laughs>